Guys, look at that man. Look at that man. Logan was very, very on time today. And then right before we had a little technical difficulty. So even when he wins, he still loses. So, um, yeah, we're sorry. I know everybody's yelling. And uh, you know what I mean? We're here. We're here. That's that's our bad. We're having a great time backstage. You guys really missed out. So, yeah, this is Beard Laws episode 65. We're going to hit you guys with the intro. And we're going to get into this. You guys ready? I'm ready, dude. Logan's ready. All right, intro time. What's up, everybody? Look at it's all of our beautiful faces minus Logan, but he'll be here pretty soon. Like I said, he's uh, he's getting loaded back up. Um, not pun intended. Hey, look at that! Look at that. Okay, we're not we're not going to ask him what that is. This is our one Periscope viewer. Thanks, producer Jace. We're not going to ask him. But, um, yeah, this is Beard Laws, episode 65, and we are super excited to be able to have a conversation with Chef Brian Duffy, who's hanging out backstage. Super excited to be here. And uh, he's got a nice beard going, guys. Wait till you guys see this. Super very excited. nice beard. And we're giving away some hot sauce from Hellfire Hot Sauce. So Hellfire. Hellfire. I'm going to post the link in the chat. What's up, the Red Rich? McDermott. McDermott. Yeah, McDermott Mafia is in the house throwing out horns and, and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, we're going to give out, we're going to give away some Hellfire Hot Sauce and rules that apply as always. You must be present to win. There is the link right here in the chat, and you guys will be able to just go there. Register, and then we'll draw a winner with about 10 minutes left of this episode. So for anybody that doesn't know, oh, hi, we're on the Talking Beards Network as well. So what's up from the guys at Talking Beards, Scott and Aaron, the greatest half beards that I've ever met. Shout out Squeaks Beard. Squeaks Beard. All right, so talk Hellfire Hot Sauce super fast. They were established in 2009 by Deanna, the Sauceress, and Merle, the Chili Master, in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. The company was started to share their love of the fresh chilies they grew with the rest of the world. The focus was on creating all-natural sauces that would provide the extreme heat and flavor that chili had craved without the need for pepper extracts. The Chili Master has been growing peppers for over 30 years and uses his experience in combining different chili profiles and other natural ingredients to create flavorful and unique sauces that provide chili heads with all the heat they need and all the flavor they want at hellfire the motto is setting the world on fire with flavor one bottle at a time so they've won a bunch of awards they were featured in the men's fitness magazine as one of the healthiest hot sauces on the market so they've created all sorts of cool little variants with mangoes pineapples papayas watermelon prickly pear cactus mandarin oranges peaches pears apples vanilla beans chocolate ginger beets teal, all sorts of stuff i could keep going on and on but i ran out of breath they also have infused some of their sauces with liquor such as caribbean spice rum cinnamon whiskey and bourbon they have a lineup of spice rubs ranging from mild to triple x hot and all sorts of great stuff where can you find them hellfirehotsauce.com go ahead check them out guys in uh like I said, go show them some love. There's a wicked so I'm gonna have to mute him. We'll have to figure out that. I but have at least something to say. Whoa. Okay, okay. Whoa. Um, I can hear myself. Whoa. Okay, so that last hot sauce you said that they mix with liquor. Think about the shits. I know it is probably not gonna do it, but just like think about liquor shits, and then think about like hot hot sauce shits all mixed together. I'm thinking about it. I don't. I don't want them. Slippery burns, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? 
You guys can't hear him? We can hear you now. You can? Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect. We did it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did it. All right. So, obviously, guys, check out, again, hellfirehotsauce.com. This is just one of the examples. We have some bottles here, and the winner is going to be able to pick out a couple of them. This one is called Doom, and it's 6.66 million Scoville units. This one's going to hurt just as much going down as coming out, but that's okay because people that eat this stuff, you guys are all crazy. And um, That sounds really good. And I'm going to give it away. But if you ever get another one, we'll open it. Let's do a hot sauce tasting. Yeah, uh, so a little spoiler alert on a Triple T episode. Coming up, we are uh, we have a bunch of guests and potentially some other guests that are going to come on and do the one chip challenge. So uh, yes. that's going to be entertaining. I am not going to do that. But, Brandon, if you're – yeah, I was going to say, you don't, you don't I, mess am, I am going to do it. Your gang actual is going to do it. Logan, I love it. I love hot stuff. I'm a hot hot sauce head. I've got a, probably about 40 different bottles of hot sauce. I would never do that. That will oh. just burn your insides for a day. Yes. And we're not even talking about when it comes out. We're talking about just sitting in your gullet, in your belly for a whole day. Exactly. No, you. You, I've eaten so many MREs that I think my stomach and ass and everything, are just, they're just no more. It's coated with wax. Done. No more. They're just destroyed already. It's cool. Done. So, obviously, this is a great comment right here. A situation where the poop knife wouldn't be needed. So, yes, poop knife is a real thing. Every once in a while, just, you know what I mean? When the viewers really want the poop knife, we'll do that. So, let's run the quick little ad from our friends over at the poop knife. And then uh, then we'll have to run one other ad. Let's do it right now. Imagine you're minding your business on the toilet when you go to flush and... Uh-oh. It won't go down. You take a look to see what you've done, and oh, sweet mercy. Good thing you have a poop knife to chop up that turd. Now, it can flush easily. Thanks, poop knife. Get yours today at the originalpoopknife.com. Yes, it's a real thing. So, it's not time. Yeah, you guys are all welcome for really that. And um, yeah, that Chili Mac MRE is fire. It is fire. I'm not going to lie. Chili Mac will always be a classic. <laughs> all right, Brandon, I hate to ask you this because I know you're just going to be like, yeah, dude, you ready for some Beard Laws news? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, he's ready. Let's go. I'm Brandon McDermott. This is Beard Laws News. Tampa police say a man was hospitalized with serious injuries after burning himself while trying to set a home on fire early Sunday morning. Police say the man broke a window at a home around 5.40 a.m., then tried to throw a bucket full of accelerant into the home, but it ignited, exploded, and set him on fire instead. That according to Tampa Bay Police Departments. And the police say that the residence was not set on fire and no occupants in the home were injured. Sometimes life has a funny way of igniting karma. Uh, nice, nice. Okay. Naturally, it's in Florida. <laughs> There's Probably the, BT's cousin. And that's not the only Florida man story tonight. <laughs> What's worse, being lame or being locked up? Two Florida teenagers evidently were both being uh, escorted from a female acquaintance's home after allegations of swiping three golf cards, according to affidavits. The case of a lame and locked up began about 3.53 a.m. December 28th when sheriff's deputies reported spotting a golf cart being driven by what appeared to be two juveniles. And the deputy followed the cart, which ended up being abandoned after a short joyride. 
Deputies stated they apprehended an 18-year-old man who reportedly exited tall brush and started running, and a 15-year-old boy. The 15-year-old said he and the older man were visiting a female friend at a nearby trailer park. This gets good. About 1 a.m. Central or 1 a.m. Eastern time that morning, they were in a verbal altercation with that girl who reportedly thought they were quote lame, and then quote, escorted them from the residence, the trailer, that is, according to the affidavit. The two teens started looking for golf carts because they lacked transportation home. According to statements, they absconded with three golf carts because two of them had ran out of power, and they took back roads two miles until deputies had nabbed them. After being accused by the female acquaintance of being lame, both were locked up, each on three counts of grand theft, records show. And that is pretty lame, at least if they want to be the true Florida man. They're going to need to up, up, the, up their game. And the Massachusetts home of Lizzie Borden's father and stepmother, where they were murdered with an axe, is being listed for sale. The three-story clapboard house has been converted into a museum and a bed and breakfast. It was listed for sale online for an asking price of, get this, $2 million. But I think that's a good price if you ax me. Again, I'll see my way out here. Uh, <laughs> Two hapless burglars have been arrested in the UK after accidentally pocket dialing the police during their crime. An officer in central England labeled the thieves as the, quote, world's unluckiest burglars. They likened them to the ill-fated crooks in the movie Home Alone. One of the police officers said the pair had mistakenly dialed on his phone and rang 999. That's the UK's emergency number, allowing officers to hear the crime in progress and ultimately listen in on the colleagues arresting the duo. I think we just arrested the world's unluckiest burglar, Chief Inspector John Owen wrote on Twitter. We received a call detailing all of their antics that they were up to, up to the point of hearing our patrols arriving to arrest them. Adding insult to injury, Owen included a gif on the tweet he posted on Twitter with the Home Alone character Marv, who proves comically unsuited to a life of crime in the Macaulay Culkin Christmas movie, The Wet Bandits Strike Again. For Beard Laws News, I'm Brandon McDermott. Well done, as always, Brandon. Absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah, not a great day again to be in Florida. Those Florida residents, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I should probably move there. <laughs> yeah, you'd fit in better. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you uh, do you have to get going, or are you sticking around? I'm sticking around. Perfect. So we don't even have to say goodbye. So that means if uh, if, if Brian's ready and gives us a thumbs up, we'll hit the intro. We'll do it. Oh, that's a that is a thumbs up, or is that the thumbs up or the other finger? <laughs> Uh, that's yep, yep. We're gonna go with thumbs like up. Thumb. <laughs> oh, yep. Okay. Yep. We're good. We're good. Some of the guests backstage, they don't like what put Logan puts back there, so they end up with a much different finger uh, our way. So let's do with the intro. And here's the moment you've all been waiting for. Chef Brian Duffy oh, is going to be in here very shortly. I just gotta press the F. Here we go. As mentioned, tonight's guest is Chef Brian Duffy. He's a chef, dad, consultant, and a man who has spent more time in the kitchen than Bob Belcher, more time in a bar than Homer Simpson, and more time in a restaurant than Remy from Ratatouille. A man who is from Philadelphia and has been trying to trade places with 12 monkeys while studying the Silver Linings playbook to see the sign so Mark Wahlberg doesn't get blown out in the Invincible looking like Rocky after 12 rounds who probably could have played a zombie in the Dawn of the Dead using his sixth sense. A man who does much more than cooking, giving us giving his duffified approval to many great businesses. A man who's been able to travel the world with his passion of cooking. A man we are proud to call our bearded brother. The one, 
the only Brian Duffy. Yeah. I'm a happy man. That was the greatest introduction I've ever heard. Yes. Thank you. I so you win. That's like my favorite part of the show. I really love, obviously, the interviews, but the intros, they really get me going. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you appreciate it. So first of all, we want to always thank our guests for spending some time out of their busy schedules, coming in, hanging out with this Motley crew. And uh, we, we really do appreciate it. So one thing that I start off every single guest with, because one of these days I'm going to teach Logan how to use a computer and then put together, Logan, there's this thing called YouTube. And we're live on it right now. And then you can make videos and put them out there. So we want to do a really cool collab. And I know you're pretty new to this, uh, to TikTok. I but um, what I ask everybody is, because there are very, very unique stories. And then there's just some stories that are just like, ah, COVID. But I want to know what got you finally to join TikTok. My God, I didn't, I wasn't anticipating that question. Um, what got me to, the fact that they kept saying that they were going to ban it, that it was going to be stopped, that that was what it was. I wanted to know what it really, I want to know what it was about. And and now I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were talking backstage, and it sounds yeah. like a really good idea because you've already uh, been on there a little bit, and you're losing an extra hour of sleep because of it. That's the beginning stages. Jeez. Wait till you start losing multiple hours. Of it's sleep. so bad because you're just like, poof, poof, okay, I'll follow that guy. It just goes on and on. It never so. ends. They really know how to hook you, and it's funny because – they, they should be selling their algorithms to like dating services and all sorts of other websites because they've been able to pair like this amazing crew. Like I wouldn't have ever met Zach and Brandon and all the other amazing guests that have been on here if it wasn't for this app. And, and it's funny because like we're, we seem like we're guys that, you know, have known each other our entire life and we've yeah. known each other for less than a year. And it's just, it's a really cool thing that they're able to do. And uh, even with everything going on, it's, it's cool to see a, a social media, whether it's taken away or not in the States, be able to bring uh bring bring this show wouldn't have been possible without it. So uh well, tell you and I met. Yeah, exactly. The old TikTok I mean, and then saw a little beard and you were like, hey, hey yeah. I'm gonna get there someday. And if anything, now that paper magazines are pretty much gone, great way to uh, you know pass your time pooping. True. Yeah. Well, I have a friend of mine who I send video, everything I like. If there's something really cool that's fun, whatever it is, I send it right over to her. And today she sent me a text back. She's like, pooping question mark. Yep. Just an automatic. We're gonna have to get you uh, get you a couple poop knives so you can uh, start handing them out to uh, some people. You know, I have girls in my house, and it's amazing the uh, the conversations that happen. Um, they, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna tell everybody. You can find out who they are through my Instagram, but uh, uh, they have their own thread amongst. Yeah. Uh, her, it's my daughters and uh, one of their friends and a cousin, and they have a whole thread that's just of of poop pics that they yeah. just drop on. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no. pun intended, right? Drop on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see what you did there. Teresa, what's going on, lady? Teresa's in the house. Hey. So, um, so got to ask, too, and, and, and I'm really excited to hear this answer because I think a lot of people see you in a much different uh, atmosphere and a different light and a different scale than us. So who is one of the first people that you remember kind of following you on any social media that you kind of fangirled over a little bit? Uh, <laughs> skinny Joey Merlino. Oh, what, what yes. social media was it? Was it Instagram or it was, it was Instagram? I, 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 and this was recently, like really, really probably three months ago. Teresa said her, obviously. Well, girl. Teresa, of course. Yes, dear. I love you. You're my favorite Florida person. <laughs> oh, a Florida person. Florida. The, yeah, stories, the stories, the story. She are going to begin. Oh, <laughs> she knew one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Why you mess? Why, why Brandon bring up my cousin on this show? 
Notice how I said that from here because she can't hit me. So if she right. has to hit you to get to me, sorry. The only that. thing I'll say is Floridans don't have Southern accents. That's I feel like that stops in like North Florida, like around Jacksonville. The Southern accents kind of go away and it turns more like your kind coming down when they want to retire and get away from the fucking snow. They're like, hey, you know what? Florida sounds pretty cool and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. what is one of the first meals that you kind of remember cooking? Because you know what they say? You never, you never forget your first. So uh, when I first kind of realized that I liked to cook more than just like a drunk meal, at the end of the day, both my parents were awesome cooks. My mother, Midwest, my father, more of that like Philly, aggressive, really adventurous type stuff. Um, I, I was I was cooking for a girl in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, it's nice to see uh, Stuffed Cornish game hens with like, I, I don't know, broccoli rob or something weird, like a weird side veg. And I plated the whole thing and then brought it out into the dining room and sat it in front of her. And she said, this is the nicest thing that anybody's ever done for me. I, I just wish I would have told you that I was a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worked out well. Oh, yeah, yep. Tina. I'll never forget you, Tina. Oh, wow. Like, you should have been like, well, you can eat this garnish then. <laughs> Parsley. <laughs> And it was the best parsley allegedly Tina's ever had. That's right. I don't think <laughs> Tina remembers me, but I remember Tina. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I bet she does. I bet she's sitting there going. <laughs> yeah, right there's probably. I knew that guy. I should have ate that damn dish. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so you've obviously created uh, a bunch of many, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of different kind of dishes. Obviously, just there. What yeah. is? And I know this is hard because you know, as a parent, you're not supposed to pick your favorite child. But what is one of your favorite dishes that you've created? Uh yeah, that's a tough one, right? Yeah, that's a big. I mean, I'm, I'm I graduated culinary school in 1994. So. So <laughs> there's some age in there and some experience. Um, yeah. You know, I, one of my favorite things, I, whenever I work with clients, I always try to create signature dishes. I always try to create something that will be award winning, not because I want an award for me, but because I want my clients to have something that they're really proud of. So yeah. when I develop menus, I do a shit ton of research. No matter where it is, if I'm in, you know, like Breeze, Illinois, is the pork producing capital of the world. Well, I've done restaurants out there. So West Virginia has a dish that is um, an old uh, miner's dish that's called a pepperoni roll. So when we first started talking about pepperoni rolls, they, they said to me, um, you know, we want to create a really great version of it. So as soon as I got into West Virginia, I stopped at uh, bakeries. I stopped at gas stations and grocery stores. And they all, everybody kept telling me the greatest ones were coming out of these gas stations. So I, I go into uh, uh, the gas station. I grab like 10 different rolls and they all taste like shit. They're horrible. The fact that people are interested in them drives me crazy. So I, I redid the entire dish. And what we did was we actually ended up getting pizza dough and uh, rolling it out, stuffing it, filling it. We did ours with a little bit of cheese. So it was more like a really sharp cheese on the inside with a cheddar and that pepperoni. And then uh, the sauce. Um, oh, and then we deep fried them. Oh, naturally. And the sauce was a pepperoni 
ranch dressing where we emulsified the fat from the pepperoni. We spun it um, in a Vitamix, <coughs> removed all the fat in the solid. Wow. And then reintroduce the fat as an emulsification into the ranch dressing. By the way, I'm using really fancy words for the fact that I made I made ranch dressing. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but and it, and it literally just created this awesome dish, and we used to stack them up because they were three like big round donuts that were these pepperoni rolls wow. that won the best pepperoni roll in West Virginia. Wow. 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 I got a, yeah, bearded tater turtle. He spent some time in West Virginia, so he was agreeing with you how awesome they are. I got a yeah. question for you, Duff. Yeah, man. So you, you bring up, uh, you know, folks telling you to, to taste these sausage rolls where you were at. You know, as a as a reporter, I kind of I get a lot of uh, comments from people. You know, a story you should work on. Here's a story yeah. you should work on. And at first, when I first started getting those, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. What do you know? But after a while, I started learning that sometimes there's some gems in there. And so yeah. I guess two part question. Uh, do you ever get annoyed by folks reaching out to you like that? And second part question, what is a time where somebody has said, you know, you need to try this and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you try and you're like, oh my God, they were right. All right. So uh, the first part of that, that question is very simple and that's no, I never get annoyed um, because it, I, I, me who I am, which is the same person you're going to find over there and in a kitchen as the guy who's sitting here. Um, I was once given great advice that is um, to keep what you have, you must give it away. So to keep the knowledge that I have and the passion for what I have, I got to share it with other people. So I, I kind of welcome people to send me uh, questions for food and stuff like that. If you post a question on your story on Instagram, I will reply back to you. Like, uh, it's just what I do. I love doing that. So no, I never, ever do. And then on that other part of it where people suggest, um, if you guys have ever heard, there's an awesome app called Trello and Trello is kind of like an organizational system and me having ADD, I jot down every thought that I have. And then at the end of the day, I'll go back to that and I'll kind of I'll, I'll put it in its own category. Um, it's how I've come up with the names of restaurants, the way that I've done dishes. I've reorganized scheduling. I've reset up cost of goods. Um, but I have a great thing in here that is called cities. So I got to find out where that is. But I have a thing here called yep. cities. And then what it is, is every single person who gives me a city with a restaurant in it, I have a list in here that holds every single one. And nice. then next to the name of the restaurant, I put the person who told me to go there so that when I get to a city, I'll check it out if I can, or I'll do a little research on it. And if I do check it out and I like it, then I'll tag them and say, thank you. So, well, yeah. look, I didn't notice Nebraska on that list there. So I'll be having to send you a, a one here. In, in it's not a lot of Nebraska rolling around there. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good stuff here though, my friend. corn. I consulted on a restaurant in Nebraska that's right by uh, Nebraska State. What town is Nebraska State in? Nebraska. So you mean the University of Nebraska? Yeah, University of Nebraska. Lincoln. That's where I'm at, Lincoln. Okay. So I did a restaurant in Lincoln. It was it was a steakhouse. And then uh, like a year later, they lost all the recipes. They couldn't find – I guess the chef who left took all the recipes with him, and I delete after a year. And it was like a year and a month later uh, and I had gotten rid of every single thing that was in there. So now because of that restaurant that is in the middle of that little of Lincoln, uh, there is, uh, I now keep all my files for five years. Nice. Yeah. That's wow. a, well, you just live and learn, right? 
Yeah. Well, I saw Buffalo on there, so if you if you head to Buffalo, get a hold of uh, you know me and Logan. We'll meet you there, and we'll have uh, some. Oh, absolutely. I love going up to. I, first of all, I love New York State anyway, but uh, I love that whole that whole area up there. It's a lot of fun. I did a place up there. You guys might know it. It was called uh, the American. I can't remember the name of it. Really, really cool place though. I'll nice. Find it. No, yeah. That, yeah, that's fine. Um, so. Here's here's a here's a question. You're going to enter an epic cooking competition, and that is a partner competition. It's probably going to be something that guys run, and you know what I mean. So, who is the first person that you call to try to be on your team? The first person that I would call to be on my team, man. That's that's like picking a child. <laughs> it really is. Like, who do you love more, Emily or Fiona? Right. Uh, uh, I mean, you, I mean, technically, I guess with this day and age, you could set up a call and, and call them both, or in StreamYard have them both at the same time. But uh, you know, old days, it, it was hard to pick up and call more than one person. Easy out. I'm going. No, I know, I know what I'm doing. I'm going with my buddy uh, Pete Blome, a guy named Panini Pete, who owns a bunch of great restaurants down in Alabama. Uh, and the reason why I'm calling him in is because he's multi-talented. So it's he doesn't just do paninis. He does uh, great fish. He does great meats. He does barbecue. He does everything. So he's super well rounded. So he would absolutely be the guy that I call. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good answer. Uh, yeah, Logan, you got something for him? Yes, I do. So uh, you know, you got your bar rescue, and you go in there and you do your thing, and every, everyone, well, hope everyone should have seen it. So be bar rescue or not be bar rescue. What is the best story you have? Like, uh, not like a mixture of the funniest, grossest, or best, like a reclamation project that you, when you first walked in, you were just like, holy hell, why am I here? I mean, that's, that's, you probably have a ton, I'm sure. I, I mean, I've got, I've got crazy stories from, from a chef on opening day who grabbed a guy by the throat and full-on forearmed him up against a wall and just repeatedly punched him in the face. And then he turned around and said, fuck you guys, and walked <laughs> out the back door. <laughs> yeah, and there was a festival going on in downtown Newark, Delaware, at the University of Delaware, and we probably had 500 people waiting to get into the restaurant. And we, we had, had a three-hour wait time for people – from the time they ordered till when they got their food. You just uh, fed the whole state of Delaware, bro. That was an awesome, that was an awesome day. Is it, uh, did you take did you take over and just start like whipping shit up? Well, I mean, I I I just, you know, you hop from I hop from expediting to right on the line and I just ran the mid. The guy who got punched in the face, I thought he was gonna quit. I threw a dishwasher on the fryer station. And then this guy's name was Paul. And Paul walked in the back door and he's like, chef, is it cool if I stay? Like, I really like working here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Can I get you some water? Like, go ahead. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe he actually came back into work. You need a Tylenol? Oh, yeah. The worst ever was uh, actually on Bar Rescue, no doubt. Um, it was called... Uh, fairways and it was in murfreesboro tennessee and as soon as we walked into the place the whole place just smelled like mold 
So we knew that it was going to be a really bad episode. Phil Wills was with me, who's an amazing mixologist, just 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 exudes creativity across the board. And he ordered a pint of Guinness, and the girl's like, it's kicked, and here you go. And he drank it, and he ended up throwing up. That's the one where he threw up? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, but when I walked into the kitchen, uh, the kitchen had mold that was growing around the walk-ins. And then we walked into one of the walk-ins, and there were mold spores oh, hanging crap. from the ceiling the size of golf balls. And with the fans running with food uncovered. So all of those mold spores are going all over just literally all over the entire walk-in. And then there was uh, the chef who was in there who we still make fun of whenever that episode's on. We go, meet me, because he was such a badass proclaiming that he had a culinary degree. And then the worst thing that could ever happen, especially to somebody like me who's a Harley guy, he gets on a scooter and uh, and he was like revving the engine, like warming it up getting ready to take off. And then as he leaves, he was like, fuck you guys. Like, wah, wah, like me. I remember that. He Herman out this bitch. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how does a state board not see that? Well, see, and here's my, here's my, this is a big thing for me. Uh, and, and I'm going to answer that in one sec, but there was a point in the show when you watch it, if you ever go back and watch it, the chef had on like a green chef jacket. I think it was a green chef jacket. And I kept telling him, I'm like, take the jacket off. You're not worth wearing that jacket. You don't deserve to wear that jacket. And he, and I reach over and he said, I can, I have a degree. And I reach over and I grab a container and I said, what is this? And he said, it's salsa. And we make it every day. And in the container, it was just bubbling. So there was just bacteria growth so far into it that it, he and, I, and that it was just I mean it was bad. There's no doubt it was made every day, or no, there's there's no way it was made every day. And uh, and I said take the fucking jacket off, and he wouldn't do it. So the next scene, he has a t-shirt on, and the reason why is because I took the entire container of salsa and dumped it all over the front of him, but it never made it to air. Ah. Apparently, they didn't want to make me look that mean <laughs> it was all over the front of him just salsa and i'm like don't touch the fucking burger great they like people i think watching some of it like when we, we watch it in the bar where i was working and the people were like they write this shit i'm like you know what maybe they do maybe they don't i don't know i said but i bet i've seen other places the place i worked was pretty good i, I had been in behind some local uh places giving them advice on cleaning fryers and stuff and you know, look at their cabinets and be like, "Oh yeah, uh, how yeah. like you shouldn't have like if there's any grease that collects dust, mm-hmm. and there it, there'd be dust bunnies or whatever you want to call it on the top of cabinets above a yeah. fryer or above the you know, it's just like wow, you know, like so I I would imagine a lot of people think that that stuff is written, but it I'm sure it isn't. I mean, the first. The first bunch of episodes, first bunch of seasons that I was on, you know, it just played out. Whatever really happened played out. And then, you know, I mean, as as it goes on, you need to direct the show a little bit more. You've got to add in a little bit more drama. Um, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, sometimes they really search out these people. I mean, they really try to find the worst possible. You know, is your owner banging the bartender? You know, is there a drug addict on site anywhere that we can have a conversation with? So. You know, some of those things are, are, are definitely written in. Well, not written in, but they really find them. Yeah. Um, I call it a produced response in a lot of cases. 
Um, you know, how do you feel about that? Well, it made me angry. Well, why did it make you angry? It made me angry because I look like shit. Well, why did you feel like shit? Well, because he was screaming at me all day and I just hate people screaming at me. Yeah. Like that, that produced response. Mm-hmm. You know, when they dig into the question. So, yeah. You know. Do you, do you regard- to making stuff up? I've heard rumors as well about them, like having contracts with people. I've heard of, I've, I've heard of restaurants that, um, that hired people to come in and work. You know, like a better looking bartender to be behind the bar. I've heard I've heard stories of a lot of stuff. Who knows if they're true? I left the show and I never really asked about it much after sure. that. Yeah. Can you talk about how long you're there versus you know putting into yeah. it into a small little show? And uh do you have any uh uh part in the uh, editing process? And can you talk to us a little bit about that? So in regards to us being there, when we first started doing the show, it was a five-day shoot. When I had left the show, it turned into basically an eight-day shoot, where what we were doing is we were showing up on day one, usually flying in on a, on a Sunday, um, kind of getting a walkthrough, uh, having a conversation. We're really walking through who the key players are. So uh, there's there's a there's a storyboard basically, and it's all in a piece of it's in a it's in a it's in a book, a binder that you get when you get on set, and it'll break it down. We all know who the, who Taffer is. We know who who the culinary is. Love who uh, you know the mixologist is. If they bring anybody in, um, we taught they kind of have a conversation about the storyline of who people are. There's pictures of every single person that's going to be on camera. Yep. Okay. So that we have a recognition of who they are. Um, I was one of those guys who I didn't want to know any of that. I don't care who the owner is. I want to be, because I'm not an actor, so I can't act. I'm I'm not good at it. I don't do scripted well. Um, I do a lot of stuff just right off the cuff. So for me, I didn't want to know who anybody was. Um, and, and, and I kind of sat in the meetings and didn't really pay attention because I, I just didn't want to be involved in that part of it. That's a quick turnaround time, even from five to eight days. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know better than any of us, but it's just wild to see. And that's a great question, Brandon, because I feel like it's something that, you know, I've always thought, too. And it's just like, how many days are they really there? Because my perception was always, you know, about a week or so. You know what I mean? I thought, you know, you see the crews and there's, you know, tons of people that are flipping this bar and doing this work. It's a yeah, that's 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 wild. There's a lot of behind the scenes. So, you know, we know we have an idea of what's happening before we get in there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, we know what's going to happen. We, we know we know what the problems are before we get in there. Uh-huh. And there's also a conversation of, of what direction, you know, Taffer will kind of sit back with the producers and they will come up with a concept that they think will work in that space. And then they'll reach out to, you know, the mixologist and say, here's our sponsor. This is what we need you guys to create cocktails from. And then they'll say to us, like, what would you do in a Hawaiian sports bar how would you make that work? And then we create recipes. We build the recipes out. Um, we submit the recipes to the culinary producers. Culinary producers procure all the food. Set designers are involved in a lot of that stuff. So we have an, there was an unbelievable team of uh, carpenters and plumbers and yeah. all that stuff. And, and that was the, the team that traveled. And then they also hired uh, local crew to come in. So a lot of the guys that would come in and do demolition were all local guys. You might have a local plumber, a local electrician working with. So a lot of really cool stuff that went on with it. And those guys worked their asses off in three to five days of full blown taking stuff out. That's wild. 
Yeah. And I got a, I got a quick uh, two-parter here. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, do you watch the shows after you put them together, after they're put together? And then the second question, you kind of brought up the salsa incident. Are there any other uh, stuff that doesn't make the final cut that falls on the, the uh, director's room floor there in the editing, during the editing process that doesn't make the show that you kind of wish would have made the uh, show better, an episode better? Thanks, Dan. I appreciate that big time, brother. We were having a conversation about this earlier. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Brandon, one, no, I'm not involved in any of the editing process. To go back to your initial question, I'm not involved in any part of that. Um, every now and then they would want us to do a VO, so to do a voiceover for something, if they felt that the storyline didn't make sense and we weren't explaining it properly on set, which is pretty standard for stuff that might happen. Um yeah, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, especially in the first, you know, the first five seasons were just mayhem, man. No, it was just mayhem. mayhem. I mean, it was, you know, we were walking into bars and restaurants that really didn't have any idea of what was going on. You know, they, they were just, they, they knew there were cameras in there. They didn't know what was really going to happen. And then it got down to, it's a very produced situation. So, but I mean, there's a lot of shit that we've seen. Like, I'll tell you that episode with Ami, the little the uh, the uh, Israeli guy yeah. in Denver. Well, he was one of the, and I'll say this full blown, straightforward, no questions asked. He was one of the biggest pieces of shit that I've ever. You want a poop cutter? Let's get one over to him. With a poop <laughs> and, Let's send him a poop cutter. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to send him a whole case? I know, <laughs> but but what's funny is uh, he was one of those guys who. You know, the, the, there was a whole scene that happened where where he uh, called me fat boy on the show. And that was a very odd. So the way that the show happened was I was in the kitchen. There was a producer who said to me, Duff, I'm so glad you're on set. I heard you're great, man. Like, I'm really excited to work with you. I heard you're awesome. You always bring great content, the whole nine yards. And I'm like, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, I haven't seen any of that on this episode. And I was like what the fuck was that? (laughs) What the fuck was that? So now it's like in my head. And uh, so Ami ended up coming back into the kitchen and uh, I, and he started screaming at one of the servers and I turned around and I'm like, who the fuck are you to do that? Like you bet you need to back off dude. So, and then he turns around and he grabs a bunch of plates. He throws them up against the wall. And the way that that was edited was that he and Taffer had the argument and then he went around and did that. So when we finally end up getting out into the bar, he calls me fat boy. Taffer's like, nobody talks to my friends that way. Well, I'll tell you what really happened. He kind of looked at me and he's like, I, I want to, I kind of want to hit him. Like, I want to, I think, and this is like just between the two. Of, and there, I, I want to say there was a moment that there was like a question about the legality of Taffer touching this guy. So that whole really dramatic, very worked up scene was actually kind of like, am I allowed to do this? Can I, <laughs> can you guys, uh, can I get legal real quick and find out what, like there was a lot of kind of play in between that. With that said, Ami still to this day, every time I go to Denver, I always stop in that bar and the bartenders always call him and say, Hey, Brian Duffy's here from bar rescue. And he never shows up. Nice. All right, so so the the buddy that I was talking the buddy that I was talking to about backstage uh, from the bowling alley very important question this isn't him but he needs to know Pats or Genos Wow that's a so 
First off, Pats and Geno's are not classic Philly cheesesteaks. I'll let everybody know that right off the bat. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm not going to lie. When you come to Philly and it's your first time, I'm taking you to Pats and Geno's. Okay, there's no doubt. Pats is a little bit more uh, rough around the edges, a little bit more hardcore. Geno's is a little bit more polished, a little bit more cleaned up. Geno's son actually owns it now, and he's an awesome individual. If you come to Philly and you hang out with me, we go to Pats first, then we go to Geno's, then we go across the street to Rim Cafe for a big fat cup of coffee and a cannoli, and then the next day we go back down to 9th Street and we go to George's for a roast pork sandwich, then we head over to the Knicks in the Reading Terminal Market, and we get roast pork, broccoli, rob, sausage, red, and long and that's the way to go. When do you want me to come up to Philly? Anytime. All right, so make sure you let Aaron know the proper answer, and you can replay that because I know Aaron's not going to get all that explanation in one sentence, so just replay <laughs> it back for him a couple of times. But uh, Then you have to flush with water for seven straight days. <laughs> and it'll be worth yeah, 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 it'll be worth it. All right, so, uh, so I read that you have a rule when cooking at home that everybody has to try everything all the time. So I think that's a great rule. That's the same thing that we do in my house. But I got to ask you, what's one food that you think you'd have a really hard time trying? And for me, I've always heard about that, and I've actually seen those weird videos. And my dad went to China one time where they do the monkey brain thing. That's yeah. going to be a hard one for me to try. I am not uh, I'm not an awful guy. I'm not a, I'm not an organ guy. Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of a never. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I mean, if I'm, if I'm like out and it's a traditional dish, I will do it. I have a lot of rules with food and restaurants anyway, but, um, yeah, I can imagine. when I'm, uh, when I'm home, yeah, my girls, you know, Fiona never liked spinach. So every time I made spinach, it was try this. I did it differently. Did she and not watch Popeye girl, enough? Say it again. Did she not watch Popeye enough? I know, really. Well, they didn't watch. Man, they they were girls. I we watched like girly stuff, unless we were out hiking or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a that's a good one. So, what was the next one I was going to ask you? Oh, I was going to ask you. So, what is, in your opinion, one of the best beers you had? It could be something off the wall. Could be something maybe the last one. One of my favorite ones. I don't know if you've ever had it. Is called Heady Topper, which is okay. Alchemist Brewery out of Vermont, and it's uh it's one of the highest ranked ones on um. I forget the beard ranking uh, site now or the app. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no other brand produced by any other brewer. It's cost so much to brew and age. Our exclusive Beachwood Aging produces a smoothness, a taste, and a drinkability you will find in no other beer at any point. that before. Yes. I'm a Bud guy, man. I drink Bud. All right. So when we come to Philly, we're going to have so much of those great things. We're going to have some Budweisers. Yeah. there's. I mean, look, I love love a good classic. Um, I love a lager. Um, I love a porter. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I'm a bud guy, man. Yangling was my first love. I love Yangling. I love to cook with Yangling. Yangling's a great beer to cook with. It's my, it was my first love. And I, when I was in the Marines, they didn't have it in Hawaii a lot. So I had to start (laughs) drinking Kona Longboard and like from someone that really liked drinking beer, they didn't have my favorite. Then all of a sudden, like maybe twice a month, once a month or twice a month, they'd bring in a shipment. I'd go in there and yep. load my fucking truck up with so much yingling. They'd be like, you got to <laughs> leave some for the other people. And I was just like, fuck off. I'm taking this yingling. It's like I read your bi- mind beard, bro. It's like we're on the same page. <laughs> By the way, I do have to let you guys know that I now have something to do with my hands when I sit and do podcasts and 
all that stuff. So thank you guys very much for allowing me to be a part of this. What group. got you into growing the beard? Let's ask the generic question. Was it pure laziness or just you were finally like, you know what? I want to be part of this. I want to be a part of this oh, great man. community because I don't know if you knew this. Like the beard, the bearded community is one of the greatest communities because every single event, every single um, like championship, every contest is actually raising money for some kind of charity. Really? Yeah, every single one that they do, even the national championship that was just held, even raises money for a great cause. Every single one behind it. And they, they often get the kind of, I think, the image of like a biker gang. You know what I mean? Like with yeah. the vests and the big beards. But these guys are some of the most amazing people I've ever met. And because of everything that's going on, they've all had to kind of shift and do these online competitions. So anybody that hasn't been in a competition before can get on for five, 10, 15, 20 dollars and be a part of an actual competition oh, and just cool. be able to network with some. It's it's a great, great oh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, next time I see one uh, up, I'll shoot you a message. They have a, yeah. and what's cool is they have all sorts of categories, though. So you have like zero to four inches, four to eight inches. Oh, wow. Look at that. Well, 12 and bigger, 24 and bigger, goatees, whalers, like all I'm sorts Irish, of stuff. dude. I'm Irish. I'm in the zero to four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so uh, uh, The uh, uh, Why did I start growing it? I've always wanted to grow a beard. Yep. And, um, and, and I grow, I, I, I used to grow, for some reason, our family, we grow splotchy. So I don't grow, I don't grow outside of here and I'm splotchy kind of through here. Um, I, I got it cut a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I felt like I was in, in sync or something. <laughs> I had like the, I, I just wasn't happy with it at Did all. Did you almost say bye, bye, bye to the beard? No, 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 no. That's no. so weird. I literally was doing the dances. I, that up in the corner. I caught that. Whole thing. <laughs> I think we hang out too much. Um, <laughs> but, I, uh, um, I've had I, all sorts of uh, beard advice. And the one thing that we tell everybody, uh, Zach and myself do a segment called beard banter, where we continue to give beard advice and stuff on YouTube. And it's, and it's patience because even I, like I was really patchy on one of my sides. Logan was very, very patchy for the longest time. And uh, just, you know, just patience and anybody watching just complete patience and great products. And uh, it eventually will fill over those patches. I finally hit puberty. Is, is anybody else catching the, uh, yeah, it's backwards. Gotcha. No, no. Is anybody else catching the like world dominator over here? Who's yeah, just yeah. like I can't I can't tell who's gonna fall asleep first. Brandon, Brandon just had a daughter, his first child, um, probably what a month or two ago now. Yeah, she just turned two months on um, the sixth. So I think I think he might fall. He sometimes once in a while looks like he's sleeping, but he, he's got it together. He's a radio guy, he's used to not sleeping uh, early hours. So yeah, he's planning world domination right now, though, for sure. <laughs> I got a I got a question for you, Duff. Yeah. So um, you know, you're you're sitting out for a football game, you're sitting down to watch Netflix or your favorite TV show. What are you making? What's your go-to meal for for comfort? Nice. Uh man, I love chicken wings. Yeah, I love wings. I really do. And I mean, everything from like I had uh, I was at my buddy's place in Kansas City the other night and he smokes wings and they're just badass. They're absolutely wow. perfect. Yeah. Um, I love wings. I, I love sandwiches. Uh, I love breakfast. I love eggs. But if I'm going to sit down to watch something, uh, if it's like around the football time, it's definitely going to be wings. I can fuck up some popcorn, boys. I'm not going to lie. Like great yeah. sea salt or a smoked salt, fresh cracked black pepper, some smoked uh, chilies and stuff like that on top of it. Um, that, that's what I love to do. And then everything else I do is all very, uh, I believe, in technique. So uh, like a great grilled cheese to me 
yeah. is just perfect. Like a good dipping sauce or soup or something. So oh yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, there's a place in Buffalo. I almost want to say it's Anchor Bar, where they where they where they smoke them and deep fry, and they just have the combination of the smoke with the deep fried as well, and they're killer as well. Yeah, oh. we, I do a lot. When I had my barbecue place, I smoked all the time. Now, I'm not going to lie. I understand that the that wings were originally, you know, the Buffalo wing is from the Anchor Bar. So is everybody else. Yeah. Speaking of smoking all the time, if you have been smoking all night, what's your what's your number one go-to for munchie food? Oh, I can't. I can't stop touching the stuff in the smoker. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that to me, because like I'm not just smoking one thing throughout the night. I'll usually put in a couple pork butts. I'll put in some ribs. I'll put in some brisket. I'll do that stuff. And I'm the guy who is like first off, like cutting. If you're getting brisket from me, you're not going to have any ends because I've been nice. cutting them off through the whole process. If yep. it's like if it's cooking me for, for me cooking personally, that's uh, that's what we did the other. We cooked brisket. Me and my buddy both cooked one. We were just cutting off the ends all the time. I was like, uh, "You're gonna leave some for me?" We were like, "Fuck so off, good. we're cooking these." <laughs> yeah, you know what's great? Uh, so I have you done beef ribs yet? Yeah. Okay, so two twenty five nine hours is the key for a great beef rib. Um, that to me is the is the epitome of barbecue. Like, so I will smoke ribs and, and get it, get it. I'll just eat beef ribs, man. I try to sell my friends on beef ribs and they're like, oh no, you pork ribs are the best. But you, you, once you had a beef rib, you're right, my friend. It, yeah. You can't go back. Pork ribs you are great. Get, don't get me wrong, but beef is where it's well, at. Well, but in the pork rib world, there's, you know, I mean, like I could never, I will never eat a baby back rib. I'm just not a baby back guy. I'm a St. Louis rib across the board. They're fatter. They're, they've got more meat on them. It's got a much better flavor. Most people, when you do baby backs, they're overcooked by the time you have them because it's just not as it's not that same fat content that builds through it. Um, and it, I'm just not a fan of baby backs. All I heard is you're not a fan of chilies, dude. Chilies, baby <laughs> barbecue sauce. Yeah. I, know. I, know. I work yeah. chilies was one of my first jobs ever. As a cook, really, I worked oh, shit. there. For you started out cooking them baby back ribs. <laughs> yep, I worked there for two weeks, uh, and after my uh, my thirteenth day, I was carrying a dirty dish pan pan around a corner, and I slipped and fell, and got my finger. If you see, I've got a scar right here through my finger oh, no. that uh, got caught in a dish rack. And so it actually broke my finger, it ripped the whole thing back, tore all the skin. And when I told the manager, the manager said to me, oh, it's a shame you haven't worked here longer or else we would have put it on workman's comp. You're going to need to figure that one out yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I have to send you a beard loss hat. So I got a lot of cool flat brim hats. You um, should have gone back to that chilies and well, on bar rescue and shut them down, dude. That would have been <laughs> get yeah. your revenge by this place is dirty as fuck. We're closing you down. <laughs> nice. These are, uh, these are Finlay hats. These are cool hats. They're uh, some great, great dudes. That's what that's what we're rocking. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot you a message on Instagram or something. I'll, I'll yeah. send you a beard loss hat. I know you're a hat guy, so I'll get some stuff up to you. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to this is one of my favorites recently. Can't please them all. Dude, I have that hat literally sitting yeah. right over there. I have also have the one that they have the eagle on the front of it. Isn't that uh, the can't please them all? What company is that? Indestructible. The, uh, indestructible. Yeah. yeah. I love their shit, dude. I, the only thing is that can't please them all hat. It doesn't sit very deep on my it's head. It's shitty. Right? I mean, it's a great hat. Right? I love the look of it. 
but it's a really low. So it doesn't. Sit, okay, so it's not just my hat I got. It yeah. it sits like so like, here on my head. Yeah, like there's the difference in. I don't know how to oh, do yeah. that. I'll do that. How's that? Now you get it. Yeah, it's a lower profile hat, so it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't sit right. It just feels yeah. like it's just sitting on the top of your head. I'm starting to take off the top of my eyebrows. Yeah, I can feel you there. Because of my hats. Uh, but yep. I love what it said. It looks good on you, man. It doesn't look like it's too yeah. shallow on your head. It looks better on you than him. Yeah, I just got a big-ass dome, so it just sits up there looking like a like I'm trying to rock some like stylish yarmulke. You know, it doesn't really. Hats <laughs> <laughs> are tough, man. I mean, it's it's like if you're a guy who wears hats, and I wear – I mean, I wear hats, man. I wear my restaurant hanging in the restaurant. There was a hundred hats because when I get done wearing a hat, I just hang it up on the wall or people donate them. If you donate wings you, or if you donate a hat, you get free wings. Like I love hats. So yeah. oh, dude, I would be eating yeah. free for a long friggin' time. Man. Yeah. You and me both. I just started, I started uh, donating them to uh homeless uh, men. Like, yeah. Everybody, around. dude, I'm a barber and I literally don't go to work not wear like I always have hats on. Well, you know, whenever, I still, whenever I get my hair cut, I always feel bad putting the hat back on and I always kind of make notice to it. And I'm like, this is like me cooking you dinner and you put it in the to-go container. Yeah, dude, everyone's always like when they go to put their hat back on, they're like, sorry, I'm gonna put my hat back on. I'm like, bro, I know you are. Like, I'm a hat guy myself. I do. I know this. you are, and I'm not offended. You just paid me. That's cool. Yeah. The, the thing is, I I say the same thing because I'm like, I look at him. I'm just like, you're still paying me for the haircut, a. So I don't care what you do once you walk out this door. You're probably gonna mess it up anyway of how I just did it. B. I wear hats all the time, so I'm like, dude, put your hat back on because as yeah. soon as I get a haircut, I'm like, oh, I got a haircut today, and as soon as I got it done. Like I got just a back taper and I put my hat back on. I was like, "Thanks, man." He was well, like, "My favorite is how do you how do you normally wear your hair?" And I just say, "Covered." Me too, dude. Yes, the that's haircut to impress the ladies, not your buddies, while you're walking down the street or going into price chopper or whatever supermarket you're going into. Dude, I'm married. Yeah, with kids. Three nights I week. don't really try to impress anybody. <laughs> I'm married with kids. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, just, I just love hats. All right, I, I wear my hair to impress my lady and and you guys. And, and that's what you chose, that? I like the yeah, yeah, because he picked, he picked like the <laughs> middle school fashion from like the early two thousand. <laughs> well, the reason he does is because he still fits in his middle school clothes. That's true. I can tell. Wow. It's just tough. I feel like I'm hanging out with my buddies. This is crazy. Yeah, this is what we do. And back then, getting get a little wild too. But he's uh, like the modern day uh, fucking Matthew McConaughey from uh, Dazed and Confused. <laughs> I just watched, I just like watched, uh, Between Two Ferns with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, <laughs> does it? And he's like, so what was the decision behind weird words sitting in a car? Like. <laughs> You're like the generic uh, alt rocker from the early early 2000s, like just the bassist from. I was a about band. to say, where's your puka shell necklace, dude? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Logan. Uh, yes, so, right, so I got a I got a question. So, yeah. so how long is like? I mean, obviously, your you know, like your beards are much longer. I mean, Brandon, I think you and I are kind of in that that same realm. You know, um, what what is it like? How long, like Logan? How long does it take you, like, at the end of the day? Like, what is your process? This is a question that I've wanted to ask. 
Like, what is the process? Because I want to know if I'm doing the right stuff. Don't follow me. Yeah, we're going to skip Logan. I'm going to jump right in here. No, 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 no. I just told you I was a barber and you didn't even come to me. I know, but but I figure I figure Logan's like, he's a little bit, he's further than I am. Logan showed up the other day with some weird oil on that somebody gave. No, it was terrible. Don't listen to Logan. As much as I love him, he doesn't even know how to check a phone. All right, listen. Listen, I put a lot of hard work into the show. And if Brian Duffy wants a beer-related question, this is my time to shine. <laughs> All right, because we spent a lot of time on this, Logan. I can't believe you asked Logan. Yeah, out of all Logan, the people Logan. Here, Logan. Logan. A Logan. Yeah, Logan might be part Amish. Mine is whiskey. <laughs> Brian. Yeah, Brian time. Mitchell. I like it. Whiskey makes it shine, my friend. No, so I mean, honest, kidding honest, aside, honest. Uh, this is this is this is a great routine. Beard wash, beard conditioner. Don't put normal shampoo in your beard because it does ruin it. Um, okay, so hold on. Yeah. So what is, and I don't know if you have sponsorships or any of that, like no. what is, and, and, and you can answer here. And if you want to lie here for a sponsorship and then send me, I'm good. Oh, no, I'm very honest. Yeah. yeah. What is a good, hold on. Don't, don't go too far. Cause I'm writing this shit down. Yeah. And if not, I can always send you a message on the gram too. Not a big deal. If you okay. don't want to write what is a good beard shampoo. I, if, I'm going to let Zach jump in. He's got a really good one too. So. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Go ahead. Oh, I like Gibbs. Gibbs. I like Gibbs a lot. Gibbs, Gibbs. is great, and uh, I yeah, like Beard. Yeah. Beard Octane is another one. Those literally, there's some companies that just make good stuff, and once you find these companies that make good stuff, then it goes about like scent. But they're both yeah. like, but I would say both of those are gonna do you absolutely fine. Like, yep, yep, that one. Uh, so I would write down, yeah, like, Gibbs. So they make a beard. They make a, a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Gibbs is a great one. Beard Octane and then a company, Fable Beard Company, I really like as well. They make some cool washes, some great. Um, so they do make a beard wash and then a beard conditioner. And you want okay. to get both. You want to get both. And okay. you, you don't want to use shampoo too much. Use it just maybe once or twice a week. Use your conditioner every other day because uh, it's real important that your 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 face produces natural oils. And then, um, yeah, when you're in a shower, rinse it with cool water. Blow dryers are great. You guys are fully showering during COVID, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, most of the time. Some of us aren't. Every other day when I have condition. Every other day when I have condition. You forgot I'm in Lawless, Georgia, where they were like five weeks in. They're like, barbershops, get back. And I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) All right, so go ahead. So and and so you're shampooing once or twice a week and you're conditioning. Yeah, like every other day-ish. Okay. And it depends, you know, like, like Zach, he's got to throw some more product in there because when he's cutting hair, he gets other people hair in there and it just, it'll help pull out the, uh, pull out the grit and the stuff from it. And then you're going to, uh, when, when you dry, it's, I, it's really important not to use your normal towel because it does damage to the hair. Get like a microfiber towel or an old t-shirt or something and then it's blow dry with cool air. Habit. Microfiber. Got it. Yep, or a t-shirt, and then blow dryer, cool heat. You got you got a house full of women. You know that there's a blow dryer around. Use the cool, yeah. cool setting. Cool settings, good. Uh, beard oil. Even, every even at this, day. like at this, yeah, room. yeah, because you want to start blow drying it now and training it to go where you want it to go. So by the time it gets longer, it's growing how you want it to grow. Does yep. anybody make your life so much easier? Shit before you go to bed, so it doesn't yeah. lay all over your chest. Dude, before you go to bed, you want to put beard like okay, so beard oils for your skin. Beard okay. oil for the skin under the beard. Yeah. Every, when your when your beard gets itchy. I learned that. 
Yeah, every morning. beard balm is what you want to put on your beard, like to keep it all nice and shaped. It's got beeswax in it, so it gives it some hold. But you want to put be, uh, beard balm in your beard before you go to sleep. Yep. All right. So beard oil, who do I get? For who do I buy? Oh, there's some great, great ones. Honestly, we should. Just, we'll tell you about all this afterwards. There's a long list. Great ones. We got some. Okay. Great ones. And we'll finish the routine real quick. If you want to stick around, we're going to give away that hot sauce. Yeah, stick around because we're going to tell you all the stuff at the back. All right. <laughs> we're going to give away the hot sauce. Let's draw the winner. You must be present to win. Let's do this. Draw winners. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready, dude. I was born ready. Uh, winner, draw. Look at this shit. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what we were talking about backstage. LTG. Is that you, Lucas? Lucas. 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 Are you here, Lucas? Lucas, Lucas you better oh, answer yeah. me. When I talk, was that you? Was that you? Was that you? Yeah. Hey, entered using you. Finally, he wanted. Shout out Dan C for the idea to use Gleam.io for the giveaways. Absolutely brilliant. Dan C is the trusted teacher for the beards on YouTube. So thanks, Dan C. That's the fastest we've ever done a giveaway. Usually it takes forever, but uh, that was awesome. Oh, uh, I'm glad Lucas is the one that won because he's always in here. Yes. Now his butt's gonna hurt. Yeah, dude. So I'm glad you won, but you're definitely going to be fucking shitting rivers for the next couple. Go to the Dollar General or whatever dollar store you have to get some baby wings. So, Lucas, what I need you to do is at some point hit me up on Instagram (laughs) for me. So so we'll do that. Thank you, Lucas. So usually at the end of the show, we put you on the big screen and you can plug anything you have, social media, what you have going on, or just a tip trick, anything you want, the entire world, and the 8,564 million people watching this show, minus a lot of those people. But anyways, it's your time to shine. If you're ready, we're going to put you on the big screen and you can just say whatever it is you want to say and take as long as you want. Are you ready? Okay, he's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed everything. Oh, I don't know what you were saying. Oh, oh. oh, we were just gonna put you on the big screen, and you can just you know plug whatever you have going on, what you have upcoming. He goes, "You ready?" He goes, "Huh?" We were, were talking to the other guy, and I stopped. I was like, "All right, let me post about these guys," and I didn't hear anything. <laughs> totally fucking napped. All right, well, let me rewind it real quick. All right, so usually what we do at the end of the show is we put you, Chef Brian Duffy, on the big screen, the guest, and then we're, uh, you know, just you know, just a way to plug or just say whatever you have to say, whether it's a tip, whether it's a trick, whether it's just, you know, where can I find you on social media? What's upcoming? Do you have any projects? Because at the end of the day, the entire show was about you as much as we had as much fun out of this. But, uh, you know, it's just another way to thank the guests for coming on, and obviously we thank you. So uh, if you're ready... I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I've got, you've got my full attention now. I'm ready. All to right. go. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out. I love it. You guys want to see some cool stuff. I do Instagram videos uh, on a completely random schedule whenever I want, whenever I feel. Um, I cook all the time at home right now. I'm in the process of building out uh, or finding three properties for restaurants. Uh, I have a startup going live with my brother's. Um, out in LA that goes live in March. I can't tell you much about it. My podcast is called Duffified Live. That starts up in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chef Brian Duff, Titter, Ticker, or Twitter, whatever uh, is the same thing. And so is TikTok. So I'm kind of all over there having fun. And uh, anybody who asks and is really mad at me because I only have 100 followers and I'm verified, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, suck it. 
That's the best. I love that. Isn't that one of the most annoying things? Yeah. Well, I only had like 30 followers and I got verified. So yeah. Well, I mean, you. It happened quick. It's it's right. People were pissed. Like, who the fuck's this guy? So (laughs) not only that, I saw that and I was like, ooh. And now's my time to actually maybe get a follow back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, all kidding aside, seriously, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule. And uh, like I said, not only you, but thank you, Logan, Zach, Brandon. Make sure you guys follow all these guys on all the social medias. Because if Chef Brian Duffy can follow these guys, so can you. And uh, we really appreciate you. We're here every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Triple T. And then we have Thursday, obviously, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If I w- Oh, next week we have uh, an iTunes country singer, Zach Parsons. Uh, he's going to be on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about some country music. So if you guys are into that, please come through, because I don't know shit about country music, and I'm going to need some help. But either way, we're super excited to talk to him. And guys, seriously, uh, Chef Brian Duffy, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we're going to tell them goodbye, but stick around, and we'll continue our beard education. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. And then we'll do this again next Thursday, 9 p.m. We're going to hit you with the outro. Jeff Ryan, yay! Yay! All right, goodbye, everybody.